Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show, not just any show, it's the Date Day Edition, that means Paula is live in studio. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and we are thrilled that you took some time and tuned in today. Uh, We're going to be talking about whatever's on Paula's heart. It's her show, and if you want to join in, if you have any questions or comments, 210-340-9585, that's our primary number. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as I remind you every day, the safest way to call if you're driving in your car is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. I'm excited. What are you going to say? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hello, everybody. Thank you for um, inviting me back into your space once again. Um, And so, you know, I listen to the radio program every day. So I got something to say this time. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I think it was just, let me see, on 1226. So Tuesday, you only had two shows. And now this is the third one this week because Monday. Doesn't it feel weird this whole week? Oh, yeah. This is not... Doesn't feel like Thursday. I know. Other than I get to hang out with you today, it doesn't feel like Thursday. Yeah, that made it Thursday, but yeah. it didn't feel like Thursday. And you know what else? This is our last program of 2023. Whoa! I better do good, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going to try to step really, really late on New Year's Eve? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, and, and and you were such a good sport for a while there. You know, about staying up because I wanted to watch It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) That movie is the most depressing movie in the history of the world. No, when that little bell rings and Clarence, you know. (laughs) But you you would. See, if if we had Guardian Angels. Yeah, if. It'd be just my luck to get a guy like Clarence. (laughs) I want Michael or Gabriel or something. You want the big guys. You don't I got Clarence. Ding, ding, ding. No. (laughs) No, I just think that's the worst movie ever. I just, no, 
it's not. It's so depressing. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, Even the colorized version is depressing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's better in black and white. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, so no. To answer your question, I don't think we'll make it. We could try. You want to try? Paula, last time we tried, we got nine nine thirty, and said, "I'm done." <laughs> well, maybe we'll take a nap earlier in the day. The thirty first is a Sunday. Yeah, so we come home from church after third service, and we go get something to eat, and we always take a nap. Let's just take a longer nap. Okay, do you remember then, Sunday? Yeah, what? I mean, I've been doing this like, what, 28 years? Yeah. Do you remember Sunday when I made it till 10 o'clock Sunday night? <laughs> yes! And, in fact, I said, look at us. Who do we think we are, grown-ups or something? We've done it a couple times, oh. like 11, 11, 15, and then it's like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be a good Christian if you don't go to bed now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so this week I was listening, and it was so sweet, Grace, who called in. I think called in or sent in a thing. I don't know. I just write down Grace, and so I highlighted her name. She said, with the new building, what's going on in the works? And um, your answer was, of course, we do everything for free. So right now, everything's on hold. <laughs> and so I was... You What's know, the old song we grew up? Money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah. That, and then the new song is, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when <laughs> I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. So uh, that's my song to Jesus. You know, even though there's no people at the building working right now because we don't have the money to pay him, um, he's still at work. And that is really mm. reassuring because we're not counting on anybody. We're not counting on anybody but the Lord. And that's really kind of an exciting thing for me. Yeah, that that, that brings another song to mind and heart for me. What's that? I think it's a James Brown song. Please, please, please. <laughs> you are pathetic. <laughs> oh, I love you. But, you know, we, we've been praying because you and I go to the building. And, you know, we sit there and we can you know, kind of see how big it is. Um and how many more people can fit in. And, of course, it's the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, the angry. And, of course, we'll have some proud and arrogant ones who will walk in as well, you know. Um, oh, this is not a really special building or whatever. Some people do that kind of stuff. And I, You know, I kind of like those kind of people because, you know, I'm like, hey, you get a problem? <laughs> <laughs> but Lord, increase my faith, you know, as, as the people come in. Um, and I was thinking today, too, like Psalm 68, 6, where it says that God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing. You know, most of those lost, hurt, and hungry, broken, needy, confused, fearful, angry, even arrogant and proud people come in. They're unloved and discouraged. And, you know, even just last night, one of the guys who came here um, lost, um, confused, um, broken, needy, fearful. Um, he he hand-wrote us a Christmas card. And in it, he said, thank you for accepting me, basically, and um, teaching me the right way to go and um, letting me come here. That's his basic... Um, thing and I, I was able to, you know, I mean, and he's looking so much better and he's doing so well. He's got a job, um, making more money than he ever has before. 
Um, he's paying all of his bills. And you can tell that he's feeling good about himself. And because of the people that are here, um, having accepted him, because there's a whole bunch of us who um, search for some of you, we know that. And um, he's doing really, really well. So it was really kind of a fun thing to go up to him and thank him for the card that he hand wrote and hug him and, and tell him, you know, we get to do our part, sure, but we don't get to do our part with you unless you get here. And so I was just telling him how proud, and that's just one person, but we've had that happen time and time and time again over the many years when the lost, the hurting, the hungry come in. You know, Paul, I think our church, and it's probably this way in every church, but we only know firsthand experience mm-hmm. here, but we're, we're, I think we're a reflection of, of David's mighty men. You know, when, when they started congregating around David, mm-hmm. you know, it was the people that were running away from Saul and away from their responsibilities. The Bible says they were in debt, they were distressed, and they were discouraged people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and if you look around, if you're honest and you look around at the body of Christ, that's really who we are. And, and the power of the Spirit working through the Word of God changes people. One of the things that I look forward to the most in, in a new year is having the opportunity to uh, not turn anybody away anymore. You know, we're too full or um, we don't have any space in our school or, um, you know, we, we don't have any more room in Malta Medical or those kind of things. And, and be able to say, you know, come on in. Just mm-hmm. come on in. And, and and let the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will fix the people that want to be fixed. Yeah. And and the Word of God will give them a hunger to want to be fixed. When we pray for the lost hurting, the third one I always pray for is the hungry. Mm-hmm. And there are people who know they're missing out. There are people that know that their life isn't what it ought to be. And there's this desire that God builds in us to want to do better and be better. And we try in our own strength to do it, and all we are is a bunch of in-debt, distressed, and discouraged people failing. And then the Holy Spirit comes in alongside and, and just sort of moves us uh, in the right direction. And, and, and those are the people that become so useful and so valuable in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that can comfort others with the comfort they themselves have received from God. When people come in and they're without hope and their life has just crashed down all around them, um, we've got a bunch of people who say, go talk to him or go talk to her mm-hmm. because they were just like you just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's just a wonderful testimony and in a new building, able to house more people. Yeah. And again, I always say this, just I, I don't know that I need to, but uh, I don't care about being a big church. Mm-hmm. I don't care about being um, a church. You know, people will say, oh, now they've got a building, so they must be doing something right. It has nothing to do with that. Mm-mm. We just want everybody that the Holy Spirit leads here to be able to come. And we haven't been able to do that in many, many years here. Mm-hmm. Except, Pastor Ron, you and tell these radio listeners for a very long time, uh, go to your own church. Because we don't have room for you yeah, here. That's, that's, we won't have to do that anymore. We won't have to do that. But what I'm trying to say is, in my booklet, they haven't been listening to you. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing down, I think, minimum 10 names, Mm-mm. you know. But I think on one, one day in particular, I wrote down 31 names. And I didn't even get to everybody that mm. I didn't know. Of just new people. Of just new yeah. people. And so, but the Lord 
has a way of either blowing it up like a balloon and expanding the little space that we have here, less than 10,000 square feet. Um, and so the people really do get in. Every once in a while when I'm on the worship team, I've only seen uh, maybe four to six people leave because they they walk in and it's too crowded. Even though there are seats, nobody hardly ever wants to sit in the front row, you know. Um, but uh, that's very rare that anybody leaves. You know, maybe you'll remember the line I asked Pastor Lane about last night. It was the, first, the second song they did last night. Um, Jossie was singing. It was about uh, um, walk around these walls. Oh, yes. And, and what, what's that first line? <laughs> he thought it'd be, he'd be back by now. But the, the song is... The walls, and the walls, these walls have fall down. Sure, yes. sure they're going to fall down. Mm-hmm. But, but I, you know, when they were singing that line, I just thought, that's the story of our church. Oh, and and this, these walls are about to fall down, you know, mm-hmm. and and at just the right time, the Lord uh, has provided this building. One of the things that Grace wanted to um, um, ask about was how we'd seen the hand of God move, mm-hmm. and and up to this point, um, we've seen God change um, entire city councils. Yeah, um, we, we he, he actually changed laws for us. Mm-hmm. In Universal City, mm-hmm. um, because they said they would never rezone again, and yeah. and we've had that issue trying to move to other places, and they just wouldn't let us. And and all of a sudden, the city uh, wonderfully that their hearts completely changed, mm-hmm. and they like what we do. They like what we do for the community, uh, but at the same time, they weren't willing to bend. And all of a sudden, all of that just changed. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we went through three city council, separate city council mm-hmm. things to get the, the, the rezoning. Yeah. And um, all three times the votes were unanimous. Uh, all three times people talked about what a wonderful service we're doing for the community, mm-hmm. all those things. And, um, you know, that's what the Lord wants to do. And one of the things that they realized, I think, is that we have... A lot of people coming. I mean, you know, the building's small, but but we've got basically four weekend services, and we got people coming from all over the Greater San Antonio area, yeah. and they're bringing their money into Universal City, and they're eating here and they're shopping here. This shopping center where we're located now has sort of blown up, yeah. um, and and uh, you know they they realize that that we got all this money coming in. And so this is going to work out well for the city. Mm-hmm. When you always say, "Pray for the city," yep. so that uh, you know that, that it will be blessed. Yep. And and we want to revitalize that little shopping center over there, mm-hmm. just with you know when a couple thousand people a week start coming, yeah. um, um, the, the, they're they're all going to be blessed. Yeah. This is the happening strip mall in Universal City yeah. now. And then when we move over there, it's still a strip mall. So I mean, we we don't have our own building. It's still a strip mall. <laughs> so the Lord keeps us humble. It's just bigger. We just have more space. But I'm 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 kinda liking that it's still kind of a strip mall and we just stay humble, Calvary Chapel San Antonio, doing what we do. Kinda like the temple in the wilderness, right? <laughs> I wish God would have done it when I was a little younger. Oh, you're but, plenty but, young. You're all right. <laughs> you're all right. Another one would be like Dave, I'm gonna need the little woman sitting at my feet to keep me warm and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that little woman. <laughs> yeah, for everybody to know, I'm that little woman. Mm-hmm. The other thing that God says to lonely in families, but he leads forth the prisoners with singing. And again, talking about even the 
the gentleman last night, he is he was a prisoner. He was stuck in his sin, like so many of us. You know, we come in stuck in a sin and just think, I've been stuck in it for so long, I can't get out. And what you said is there's plenty of other people in here. We have Ken on our, our lead worship team. We met him first time at Joy of Jesus. He lived there on one of those benches, <laughs> strung out, you know. Been our lead guitar player for, what, 15, eight, 15 16 years in, in the worship yeah. band. One of the great finds ever, you yeah. know. Such, such a wonderful, wonderful guy. And just if I'm so proud of him. I love him. Me too. You know, we, we do um, devotions before we do worship practice. And we take turns. And to hear Ken speak about God's Word, he knows Jesus personally. He, he's been touched, and he's been changed, and he is bold. He has invited his boss to some of your men's retreats. He is not shy about sharing Jesus at all. He knows the power of God. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's really kind of a, it's a really cool life. It's a wonderful life, babe. Maybe we ought to stay up till <laughs> midnight. What do you think? Huh? I'm feeling sleepy already, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you have anything to contribute, any questions, any comments at all, 340-9585. That's area code 210 or toll-free 877 KSLR. You know, I keep saying toll free, and it is a toll free number. But do you have to say that? I, I don't know. Is on cell phones now? I think isn't everything toll free? Babe, you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> we have a younger guy in the room who's a, the producer. Maybe you could ask him that in the <laughs> in the break because I'm like, I don't know. You know, toll free. That sounds nice. Huh? They let us call for free now. That's <laughs> so sweet of them, right? Um, but you said that this has stretched our faith. Um, and tested our faith, and we're learning, or we've learned, First Corinthians four two, that you know, when God says something, are we going to believe Him? Which is what your study was last night. Um, will we trust Him when things don't look right, when things don't feel right, when it doesn't go the way we might think? It, you know, like okay, Lord, dump a big load of money on us so we can get this thing done, kind of a thing. And I just was remembering as we were talking this morning about when we moved in here. And yeah. we were scrambling to get this place ready. And one of the kids said, no way we're having church here tomorrow, because that was Saturday around 4 o'clock in the evening. No way we're having church here. And furniture was out <laughs> in on the street part, you know, outside the building, and it just didn't look it. And the people just came together and put this place together, and we've been having church here ever since. You know, Paula, I, we, we were talking about this earlier as well, but... Um, one of the things, and I mentioned this when, when Grace called in or wrote in her, her question, mm-hmm. um, we have a tendency to think that, that we, we've got a test of faith. Once we pass it, okay, we're in. Mm. But one of the things I want to communicate <laughs> is that, that every single step of faith is tested. Yeah. You know, we hire new people here. We can't afford to hire new people. We hire new people here because God says to do it, and we have the need for the school or, or for the church. And and we know that everybody's going to get tested, not just me and, and you, but, but everybody's going to get tested. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'd like to think with this new building, there's going to be a pot of gold at the end of some mm-hmm. rainbow. No problems, God's whatever. Gonna take, yeah, it's going to yeah. be everything going to get done, no, no, <laughs> no issues at all. And the reality is that we have learned that every single step of faith um, requires even greater tests. 
And, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to Grace the other day that I'd like to think that God says, well, boy, that pastor on, he's passed those tests of faith. We don't need to test him anymore. <laughs> but just the opposite is true. Yeah. And and I think in large part that's designed by the Lord to get all of us to that place where where we're holding on to him for dear life. Like Mary Magdalene clinging to him. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 cling to me. That's right. He's dragging um, us along yeah. with his one leg. But but you know, he, that's what's required. If if we passed all the tests and okay, now we've got a building so everything's gonna go easy, um, you know, probably we'd be among those arrogant and mm-hmm. start thinking that we had something to do with mm-hmm. it. And Jesus keeps us in a place where humility is required and passing the test is required and doing so in public is required. Yeah. And in our situation, we've been, it's been super clear now for 20 years. We're never let our needs be known, never to ask for money. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to start thinking, okay, well, maybe we better ask this time. Maybe you should let Mama Paula do the giving statement just once, right? (laughs) Maybe you're the reason for the test, huh? Maybe so. Maybe so. So anyway, it's been really kind of a, a, a cool thing because for years I get to watch, like you said, every time the Lord says, take a take a step, you know, and he, we all get tested. And this is what I've said to some people over the years, please learn to test quick because <laughs> we all go through it while they're learning it. Every time we get a new person on staff, we, like you're saying, we all get tested. I'm like, okay, learn the, learn the test because we're all going to go, girl, or go, sir. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Just the mm-hmm. Lord kind of a thing. To watch that mm-hmm. happen, babe, has mm-hmm. been an amazing thing. You have a wonderful staff. Yeah, and, and you know, when when I answered Grace's question, mm-hmm. um, it's in the test that you see the hand of God move. If everything is laid out and there's no issues, then it's not necessary for the hand of God to move. It's in the tests yeah. that you get to see the hand of God move. Mm-hmm. And being able to see the hand of God move in our lives and in the lives of other people here at the church uh, has been um, the the single greatest blessing of all of our 28-plus years here. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see what 2024 is going to be. I was thinking, well, well 2024, what, what do we want to do? To, what are we looking forward to? The truth is, every day, every year is a great day. Yep. Because we got to hang on to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of drags us along. And so there isn't anything, you know, if somebody were to say, well, what's the, the best thing that happened in 2023? Um, I'd say, yeah, probably some Tuesday. <laughs> you know, every day mm-hmm. is the same in a wonderful way, in a glorious way. Mm-hmm. Because every day we're at the end of us and we've got to hold on to him. And, and we have no idea where he's taking us. And I think one of the problems a lot of Christians has have is that we are looking for these spectacular things to happen. And the spectacular thing that happens every day is saying, Jesus, I can't do any of this on my own. I need you. Hold on and hold on tight. And he makes the spectacular happen. And often he does the extraordinary in very ordinary circumstances. Yeah. And and those are the times that we get to see. Mm-hmm. You happens. know how you teach us, you teach us every day to just be with Jesus. If we're looking for stuff, we might miss just being with Jesus. And so, yeah, Lord, for me, pray, okay, you know I need you. 
Every hour I need you. Uh, um, so, Lord, I, I need to hear from you. I don't, I don't, it's, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But I need you to be in the happening. <laughs> so I'm looking for, I, I want to start looking for the Lord even more. Yeah, it could be God happening or a flesh happening. And mm-hmm. the flesh happenings always cause a lot of pain yeah. and cost a lot. You know, yeah. there's always a lot of pain involved. Yeah. So anyway, okay, so Grace, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to talk about the building. And Ron and I, we drive by there every day. We go to it every day. Um, it's, it's, it's straight down the street from where we live. I can really walk to it, and Ron can walk to it if he has to. Um, but we're really looking forward to what God's going to do. We, can, we walk here, too, but um, it, it, this, the other one's a straight shot. We don't have to cross that book of road. So that's going to be kind of cool. It's on the same side of the street as where we live now, just a long, day, long way down the sidewalk. As you know, because you hear me say it every day, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still upset that they required sprinklers <laughs> because we're right across the street from the fire department. Do you, do you have sprinklers? No, we're just going to go outside and yell, hey, fire! <laughs> We need you. Come on over. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm gonna send a kindergarten over there to say hello. Uh, there's smoke, <laughs> but we do have, and that was another thing too because we were told that there weren't sprinklers in there, and we went to the first city council meeting. They said, "Oh, well, no." Matt found out. Yeah, we, well, we were walking out. through the building, uh-huh. and and, and the there. first thing we saw was newly installed sprinklers. You think you think Jesus just did that overnight? Because we needed it. He could do that kind <laughs> of thing. They told us they didn't have sprinklers, yeah. but we sure saw them. Yeah. So the hand of God worked even in that. So, yeah. On September 26th, that was our final um, UC City Council when it was unanimous, unanimous. And we got the keys on October 15th. <laughs> hey, we've got 30 minutes left. We'd love any questions or comments that you might have. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of the Word to Center for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Day Day Show, Thursday, 340-9585. You know, Paula, on the other uh, first half of the show, you mentioned about our life. And, and, and uh, this morning was an example of the kind of things that we get to be a part of a, a young woman who has grown up in our church. I mean, from tiny, tiny, mm-hmm. um, a, a woman whose family is so close to us. We've gone through uh, wonderful things and tragedy mm-hmm. with them. And, um, and, and there's now a man in her life and she wanted to go to breakfast with us and him. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just sort of make sure Everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And and those are the kind of things that the Lord allows us to be able to do. It's just an amazing thing. We were at breakfast this morning with some t- early 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. It was. Yeah. They're looking for, they're looking in our eyes. She is looking in our eyes to see if we give an approval to this. And it was sweet. Yeah. 
They just, I mean, I thought they were going to say something else. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> but it was just, you like him, right? Yeah. Yeah, you think he's okay for me, right? You kind of thing. She wasn't saying that, but that's what that's what it was all about. You could tell. It was cute. Yeah. Anyway. And when I hugged her goodbye mm-hmm. today, I whispered in her, I said, I like him. Uh-huh. And she said... Oh, that's so good because I like him a lot. <laughs> you can just, just yeah. see the relief. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. I I like that kind of stuff. You're you're a good dad, Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my other question that I I really enjoyed was anonymous. It was about Matthew seven, about judging, and and the nope, Matthew seven. Uh, let me get there. Matthew 7, 1, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Do not judge or you too will be judged. Um, so, you know, when when people come here to church, and the, the question was, uh, a believer was is living with his girlfriend, and this person had confronted evidently, and the response wasn't very good. Well, when people come here to church, I don't know the Holy Spirit, and it's not. I don't think it's me, just me, you know, like judging people. But so, how long you guys been married? And when they hesitate, yeah, you know, <laughs> you already know, you know. And then if you look down to the left or to the right, and they got maybe one, two, three, five kids, <laughs> you guys aren't married. What's up? Why are you here at church? Are you coming to get right? Because what's the point, you know, kind of a thing. And so, you know, I was thinking about that it is it is our responsibility. And you know what I tell people a lot of times, especially the girl, and usually I'm looking at the at the girl saying, why are you letting him um, defile you this way? Do you not know your value? Um, do you think the only way that um, you are valued or loved is to give your body away like this? And you have no security for yourself and or these kids. Um, and who's a believer here? And too much of the time, it's the woman I'm talking to who's the believer. And she's living. And like sort this. of dragged into. Yeah. You know, it's 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 an amazing thing. Um, the, the word of God hasn't changed. No. Nope. Um, the minute they ask you the question. You know, we're living together. Is that okay? They know. They it's already sin. know. They yeah. already know it's wrong. Yeah. And and yet, so much of the church, um, and I'm talking about people in the church, um, have accepted that it's just sort of well, it's the world that we live in. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing to do, and this is what Anonymous wanted to know, and and he was a fairly new believer. He said. Mm-hmm. And he did the right thing. He said, well, that's wrong. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And the minute the, 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 the friend said, well, you're judging me. We're not to judge, mm-hmm. Jesus said. Yeah. They know they're wrong. That's right. They know they're wrong. And it's our responsibility to tell them. Yeah. And we do that on last night in our, in our Bible study. Um, young couple got saved. They got a five-year-old kid. They're not married. Yeah. They got saved. They're already talking with Pastor Ken. Yeah. About premarriage counseling and and, and, and a wedding, a wedding. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I went home, babe, and I'm counting one, two, three, four. I like when you call me babe. Yeah, well, babe, <laughs> pay attention now. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, and then seven of the people last night. Just off the top of my head, those questions were asked 
that question was asked. So how long you been married? Because, you know, pretty much all of them have kids. Or in one case, the lady was pregnant out to, you know, like any minute now. And so how long how long you guys been married? And the, it was no, we're, we're not. Oh, so you came to the right place because we specialize in this. It's not going to cost you a thing, but you want to get right with the Lord, right? So I, I counted seven this year. We we do that, and then there's a lot more than that. that That's we only don't know. off the top of my yeah, head. Those yeah. are the people that run out because they're they're under conviction, and yeah. Yeah. Um, but but you know we do that um, when we go to our restaurants or we go talk to people. Just we we get to know them mm-hmm. uh, conversationally, mm-hmm. and um, this, well well I'm well he's not really my husband, but we're just together, and mm-hmm. and and instantly. Um, you're talking to him or I'm talking mm-hmm. to him. I like it because one of the things that we could say to him is, look, you know what I do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can fix this. <laughs> you go get a marriage license, <laughs> get the waiver, the 72-hour waiver. Yeah. I'll fix this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, well, you know, no, if you mm-hmm. want to be right with God, if you want to live under the blessing of God, yeah. it has to be done on his terms. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of our Bible study last night as well. Yeah. We can't come to God and and sort of compromise with him we come to him on his terms. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened last night. That's what happens when we talk to people. And, you know, they try to justify it. Well, you know, I've been hurt in a marriage before, and I don't mm-hmm. trust being married again. I don't mm-hmm. want to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. And the reality is they're they're ensuring that they're going to be hurt again. Yeah. Because when you're out from under the blessing of God, then you're going to do ugly stuff. That's just what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So the other thing, so that's a, a really cool thing that we get to do, but when you're teaching and or when you're talking, you know, counseling men, and I heard you say this many times in person, of course, but, you know, I listen to it pretty much every day on the radio, and you tell the men, uh, stop drinking, stop smoking, stop watching porn, be clean, not only in your heart, but in your body, and love your wife the way Christ loves the church. Some people don't want to hear that. Um, Lots of people don't want to hear it. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to um, do things God's way, that's what he says. Not too long ago in the church, there was a, a man who, with his wife, came along because he'd heard me say that drinking is not a sin. Getting drunk is, drinking is not a sin. That's what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. And, and basically what he wanted me to do was say... Um, uh, to his wife, stop bugging him because drinking is not a sin. <laughs> and and I said, I said, so why are you asking me the question? Well, she wants me to stop drinking. I said, well, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Love your wife the way Christ loved the church, giving yourself up for her. That's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. If you know, well, but I can't let her have everything. Yeah, you do. Mm. If she doesn't want you to drink, you've got kids. She's she's worried about the example you're setting. Yeah. If she doesn't want you to smoke. You know, it's not because she's being a jerk or jerkette. It's mm-hmm. it's it's because she understands how important an example is. Yeah. And it's it's in those cases where we got to say, okay, I told God I would love you and honor you and cherish you. Mm-hmm. And the word says that I'm to give up myself for you because that's what Jesus did for me. It's real simple. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like I need to duck when I'm talking to people like that. <laughs> but the reality is, is is being direct with people in love, and and they know mm-hmm. they hear me teach. They mm-hmm. they know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Uh, I want the best for them. Yeah, and it's really painful when people don't want the best for themselves. Yeah, 
You know, I don't know what it is. Well, I know what it is. It's our flesh where, you know, instead of say, you know, I compliment you and you compliment me. And I'm not talking flattery compliments. I mean, we... Complimentary. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of it being a competition, it should be a complementary relationship. Um, and too many of us think, oh, like like you're saying, if I if I give up this, you know, she wins, or if she gives up this, you know, he wins, kind of a thing. And and we have to get over that. You know, I was like that as an unbeliever. Me too. I, you know, I, I shared in in the Bible study this week that that uh, I was so proud when I got saved. Now I had nothing to be proud of. My life was completely falling apart. And yet, even after being rescued by Jesus, I was so proud that I couldn't come to you and tell you I got saved because I didn't want you to think, see, I told you so. Uh-huh. And, 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 of course, my flesh thought that's what your flesh would do. And um, the reality is it took me three months to tell you. You could see the transformation. Mm-hmm. You knew mm-hmm. something had happened. Mm-hmm. But um, um, we, we just, you know, the thing is, we gotta, Jesus said to, to find your life, you've got to lose it. You lose it for him, and we'll find our lives. And we are so loath to do that because we want to hold on to every last vestige of 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 what we thought was fun. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's pretty simple. Jesus has the answers, and all we have to do is find them and obey. Yeah, yeah. I think we want to control, and then we find out when we finally surrender. We were never in control in the first place, you know. So, and yeah, then the, the the concept of being in control is the biggest fallacy in the world. Because yeah. Paul says we're either slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness, <laughs> and we think, well, I'm not a slave to righteousness, and and we we forget. Well, wait a minute, I'm a slave to sin. I can't stop. Yeah, yeah. So we we fool ourselves. Oh, I can stop anytime. Well, just okay, stop. Just uh, why well, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because we can't. Yeah, yeah. And then, just to be fair. You teach the women too, because you know that those scriptures are in there as well. That women we are to submit, submit to our husbands as to the Lord in everything. And I, I always add, don't usurp His authority, because God's given you the authority for a reason. You know, uh, it was Adam who, who sinned, but it was Eve who really started that ball rolling. And you know, to usurp the authority. If we could just like your, your study last night, um, what's what's the title? This is your title. Will I believe God? And then I have when pressure comes. And it's pressure to give ourselves up. But will we do it for the Lord? We can have those thoughts of like, I don't want to. It's not fair. You know, those kind of things. Um, But will we believe God? And see, one of the things every one of us knows, the minute we start saying, well, it's not fair, we know that's flesh. Yep. And and we have to have this picture in our mind always of Jesus hanging on a cross for us. Absolutely. And saying, well, wait a minute, that's what's not fair. That's right. And then all we have to do is take him at his word. If I lose my life, do I really believe that Jesus has promised me that I'll find it? Yeah. Or is it just a Bible verse? Is it just a Bible verse? There's a lot of Bible verses that, you know, we've got little plaques, Mm -hmm. but we don't really believe them. Yeah. And and Jesus just saying, hey, trust me on this. Yeah. Let's try it my way and see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
and our flesh doesn't want to let go of 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 the hope that well things are getting better or I'm going to get out of this mess or or um, eventually um, I'll, I'll surrender but not now. Mm. We got to decide: Do we really believe him and take him at his word? One of the things I said in the Bible study last night: <clears throat> Abraham. It says of Abraham: Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Yeah. And the way we view that, we say, well, I believe in God. It doesn't say believe in God. Mm-hmm. It says he believed God's promise. Now, that promise took 25 years to manifest. But every step of the way. Now, he had some failures. He had some, some detours. But every step of the way, he believed God. And even in Genesis 22, when he was asked to sacrifice Isaac, I had that question yesterday. Um he had to, to really wrestle with, do I believe God? When he said that all the nations, all the peoples on the earth will be blessed by him or mm-hmm. through him. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that? And if I believe it, well, if I plunge a knife into him, well, then God's going to have to raise him from the dead. Yeah. So Abraham just would wrestle for three days on that, that, that walk to, to Calvary. He, he would say, well, well, do I really believe God? And if I do, then God, this is your problem. And he had to come up with a decision. Is it possible for God to lie? And his conclusion was nope. And that's why we read about him in Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah. I love that when he says that the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. Yeah. Even before that. Now, we know that the three-day journey was... Yeah, horrible. horrible. Yeah, I like, mean, can we walk just, slower? Let's yeah, walk a little horrible, slower. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> but even before he told Sarah, and then he told That's true. the servants. And the servants, yeah. He said, "Stay here. The lad, the lad and, I and I will be back." Yeah, yeah. And you know, we got to do that. You know, we're with our building situation. Um, God is simply saying, "Hey, do you trust me?" Mm-hmm. And of course, I trust you. But. Sometimes but. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Lord, can I trust you, like, just overnight, tomorrow, you're going to get the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, we've learned one thing, that that when he moves, it's his timing, and it's the, always the right timing, and he always gets the glory for it. Yeah, yeah. It's a test. It's always a test. And so, will we wait patiently? Will we wait Confidently, you know, really wait joyfully. Can let me ask you a question? Go ahead. How did you learn that? Oh yeah, thirteen years, <laughs> two and three quarters. Okay, but it was one day at a time. The Lord just kept saying, "Give me one more day. Give me one more day. Give me one more day." But I was doubting and I was doing my own thing, just like Abraham. You know, um, he said, "Leave everything, your dad, your family." all your stuff, leave everything, and go to a land I will show you. He went, but he didn't, he didn't went completely. Yeah. He, um, yeah, and so that's kind of how he we... He wasted 13 years. He did. We, we kind of believe God a little bit, but we still try to take measures in our, hand, in our own hands, which is really kind of replete throughout the whole Bible. People just take stuff into their own hands and try to help God out. And he's like... We're going to have to go around that mountain again. <laughs> well, I think this would be instructive for people in our audience. Um, 
You've got a crazy husband. Well, he has a crazy wife, so it works out okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I've come to you and said, and we go all the way back to our first venture into radio. Um, when God, oh said, my. God said, you pay for, and we, we couldn't afford rent. Mm-mm. God said, you pay mm-hmm. when, when one of the other ministries yeah. couldn't, couldn't pay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, Paula, God wants to do a free school. Mm-hmm. God wants to do a free medical clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a free house for women who are, who are going through difficult times. Yeah, in no, their no. Lives. Even our house. You said, take a check. I was like, take a check for what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any money in the bank to buy a house. Yeah, there's been a bunch of those where, I've run into the bathroom and said, Lord, this man <laughs> you've given me is crazy. Um, but even today, when I was out praying, the Lord says, again, you have a man who, was that yesterday or today? Did I tell you that yesterday? I wasn't with you, no. It was yesterday, because we were in front of the building, and we didn't go there today. So yesterday, when I was praying, the Lord says, don't forget, you have a guy who, um, yeah, he's crazy, but he, he believes me, and he's hurt for me. You can trust him. And so it's been a lot of, uh, of things like that. Yeah. Well, how was it possible for you? Now, I, again, I know the spiritual answer, but as practically as you can describe it, when, when I, I said God spoke to my heart and, and he wants to do something and the world would say it's absolutely crazy, mm-hmm. and all of the circumstances looked like I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how many times did we think the church was going to fold? Mm-hmm. I mean, over and over and over, we'd come to those those cliff edges, and and um, how was it possible for you to uh, say, well, "Wait a minute, it doesn't look like this is right"? Uh, when we we sold our truck, and we both knew that meant we were Texans, mm-hmm. no way back to California. Mm-hmm. Um, practically, how did you sort of deal with your flesh on that? Or, or even the, even your fear, the fear that, well, I, I love him, but this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So how did you deal with that? It was the 13 years. It really was the 13 years, babe. Um, when and for we, the audience, it's 13 years praying for me to get praying saved. Praying for you to get saved. And the Lord, I mean, I can't tell you how many different times, you know, people would say, it's not going to happen. Your mom divorce him, honey. You and the kids come live with me. Um, and yet I could hear the voice of the Lord and almost feel him um, holding me in place. Trust me. That's why yet last night's message was so important for me again. Trust me. Not trust you in their decisions. Not trust anybody else in what they think or feel. Trust the Lord. And so when he kept telling me, give me one more day, give me one more day without me moving in my own way. Um, it's not that you didn't want to move in your own way. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But he just kept saying, give me one more day. And I got to that place of when I just kind of rudely said, you've been saying that for a very long time and nothing's happening. Yeah, and our natural human <laughs> instinct is, if you give me one more day, that means tomorrow something's going to happen. Yeah. Something's going to change. That's right. That's right. But change, it got worse. Yeah, it got worse. <laughs> you know what happened? After 10 years, I said, uh, hello, I'm doing my part. Where are you? And he said, you've been doing your own thing. The problem's not Ron. The problem is you. You and I need to get our relationship. And so... That, so 13 years was kind of, kind of wasted in the first 10. 
because I was really trying to do my own thing. And he knew my heart was not right. So he had to work on me. I was wanting you to be saved for my own purpose, yeah. not his. So your life would get better. So my life would get better. What did you pray? Lord, I just want a man who will take me to church. Yep. That's it. He said, I'm going to answer your prayer. Mm-hmm. That's like Hannah. I just, just want a child. Yeah. I just want a child. And yeah. he says, yeah, but I'm preparing you for a special child. Yeah. Well, I wasn't special, but at the same special time. Special ministry. Special yeah, calling. Yeah, special calling. And, yeah. and it really has been that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, one, the one day at a time. One more day. Just one more day. And so even in the most frightening of times where, you know, we came up here long ago before um, we even had this building. And, you know, thinking we're going to get evicted from our apartment. And the Lord said, I, he had told us he, we, he would never let another need go unmet. And we have no money, no food. We're going to be evicted from our apartment. And it's like, hello, did you forget your promise? And on that last day, you know, because I'm pretty faithful up to the last minute. <laughs> and you know. And so we go home. I'm crying. Oh, my dog can't be out in the car. Actually, funny story, because when we came up here, um, I just accepted the fact that we're going to be homeless. Yeah. You already and, made arrangements, yeah, huh? <laughs> talked to somebody about where, where we might be able to tuck in and stay. And just thought, you know, it, it, it's that First Corinthians 4-2 passage. We were living it out. And I think for the very first time, uh, we, we went over to Chinese food place here, got some chicken fried rice. Yeah, five dollars, and we shared it. <clears> we that. shared it. Yep. And we just said, "What are you going to do?" And I said, "Paula, we're ready to be homeless." And and you said, "Well, I don't. I just don't think I would do that." And and that's when you fell apart. You were doing really, really great. I was up doing to great up till then. Mm-hmm. But you had to get to the place where you said, <laughs> "You know, the, the question was, do you really trust him?" Yeah. And when the answer to that was was no, and you wrestled through it. Um, that that day we had a, 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 an instant miraculous delivery by the time we walked back home yeah. to the apartment complex. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's that's what a walk by faith looks like. Uh, we're, we're, we're calling things that are not as though they are, and that's not naming and claiming mm-hmm. it, but it's just, God, you made me this promise. And um, God's faithful. He's very faithful, and every each time that I've not trusted him, Ron, he still has come through, and it just makes you um, almost kind of ashamed. At the same time, he is, you know, like I prayed earlier, increase my faith. He increases my faith in even in my failures, and for that I am eternally grateful. Um, but yeah, w- one more day, one more day, Lord, I, I'm I'm trusting you. I'm holding on to you. You've always taken care of me. You've always been faithful. And um, who am I not to trust you? Okay, as we go into a new year, you've got 30 seconds. What do you want to say to the people in the audience? Uh, Look for Jesus every day. Don't make resolutions uh, other than, Jesus, let me examine my heart every day to make sure I'm with you and you're with me. That's mine. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. And Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. 
The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh,